Hello, and welcome to the Extended Family Podcast, presented by Xavier University's Parent and Family Engagement Team. I'm Abby Hopperton, the Director of Parent and Family Engagement, and I'll be your host. Each episode, we will introduce you to resources around campus, and we'll provide relevant information for you to support your student. Hello, Xavier families. I'm so glad you're joining us today on our first episode of the Extended Family Podcast. Today, I have the privilege of talking with our Dean of Retention, Dr. Melissa Burwell, about the support her team provides in our Student Success Center. For those of you who are not familiar with our support system here at Xavier for our students, all students have a success coach, financial aid coach, and an academic advisor, as well as a career coach. The majority of your students will have a success coach on Dr. Burwell's team, but we do have some special support, including TRIO, international students, and student athletes who have coaches in other offices. Dr. Burwell, welcome. It's so great to have you here, and thank you for your willingness to share with families more about what the Student Success Center does. So you've been with the university for about a year now. Yep. How are things going so far? Uh, great, Abby. It's good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think things are going well. Uh, the transition, lots of transitions in the Student Success Center, but also building on a lot of great foundation that has been um, been part of the Student Success Center. We've, we've had a model like this for several years, and so um, we continue to, to evolve and grow just as our students do. And so before we get started talking about the work that your team does, Mm -hmm. I'd love for families to hear about what brought you to Xavier and especially just in this role and what interests you about being the Dean of Retention here at Xavier University. Yeah. Well, I I feel really lucky to be in this role. Um, I think student success and retention is uh, the best part of a a college and university because it really deals with the whole student. Um, so uh, I came from another institution and was really interested in wanting to um, be at a place that took seriously its commitment to care for the whole student. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that from the heart, you know, President Hanich talks about um, having radical care, care, care of Students hear about that. Families hear about it. Yeah. Um, and the reality is that's true, that we really take seriously, um, you know, wanting students to develop um holistically, having both an academic sense of self, but also getting to know themselves as a person and what does it mean to be an adult and kind of making that transition. Um, And along the way, we we need people to help us, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and so that's really where student success and retention, it's thinking about what does a university need to do to make sure that every student can really thrive during their time here, and how do we help to create that? So that's why I chose to come to Xavier, um, being part um, kind of where we we are situated within the university, really um, kind of uh, both the academic side of things and the student affairs and kind of the social side of things, the personal. Um, we're, we're able to work with both sides of the university, and so um, so that was also interesting to me. Yeah. Well, we are all very glad you're here. (laughs) So when you think about the work that a success coach does, it's a unique role from a lot of universities, and it's a little bit more challenging versus the other members of the success team to really understand what the success coaching role is. Mm -hmm. So tell families in your own words how you would define the success coaching role. Yeah, well, and I think what's interesting is that this is really a role that's emerged over 
probably the last 10 or 15 years in higher education. So um, back when I was in college, you had your academic advisor and you had your faculty and you maybe knew the person who was your resident hall director, your RA. Um, but there wasn't this role that kind of uh, was uh, integrated between both, right? Yeah. That was meant yeah. to bridge both of those things. And that's mm -hmm. really what success coaching is meant to do is um, to serve as um, the place that students and in some cases families can start to get their questions answered mm -hmm. um, to help to debunk or help um, students understand the hidden curriculum of mm -hmm. the university of like, yeah. how do I navigate college and university? And, um, and so success coaches really are there to help the student um, uh, kind of know what questions to ask of other offices, connect with them, um, to make sure that students um, know, you know, get kind of set on the right path to getting their questions answered. Mm -hmm. um, and so part of what we often are doing is explaining what we aren't. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. Um, so I think, you know, so with, um, with the success coach, part of the, the kind of theory behind it um, comes also from life coaching, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the, the things that we kind of ascribe to is that every student who comes to us, we have an expectation that they can be successful here at Xavier, that mm -hmm. if you are accepted and um, you're, you, know, you are here as a student, we think that you have what it takes. And so our job yeah. is to make sure that you have the resources and the um, you know, opportunities to actually be successful both inside the classroom and outside. And our job is to help you get those tools and opportunities to do that. Mm -hmm. Some students need a little bit more of that than others. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't look the same for every student. Um, I think the other thing that makes coaching or success coaching unique is that we're not, um, we're not meant to be like the be all and end all for that student. Yeah. Our job is really to make sure that the student cr can creates a network of supports. Mm -hmm. And a, what we sometimes say is a constellation, right? Yeah. So there'll be some people who are North Stars and there are some that just get you to the next part of your journey. And so, um, so success coaching really is helping students to kind of know who to go to, make those connections, and we are there along the way. We're not the guide. We're just there to be with them um, as they make their own journey and make their own way. So. Oh, I like that description. I've not heard it described in that way. Okay. <laughs> so that's really unique. I really like that. I think Great. that's really helpful for families to hear to help give some guidance around like, mm -hmm. Why would I send my student to the success team sure. or what role do they mm -hmm. serve for my coach or yeah. for my student? Um, okay. So tell us through that, what are some of the things you're seeing that students mm -hmm. are coming to your office? Especially, you know, in the first couple weeks, there's a lot of yeah. stuff that comes up for first year students, sophomore, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter what year. Lots of things come up as yeah. a new year starts. So talk to us about some of the common things you're hearing. Yeah. So um, so our team has really worked hard to try and connect with every first year student, kind of even before they got to campus and then in these first four or five, five weeks now. Um, a lot of what we're hearing is, I'm homesick. Yeah, yeah, I remember those, yeah. <laughs> um, so how do I make friends, mm -hmm. right? Or I thought that I was gonna make friends and it didn't quite turn out the way yeah. I thought. Um, so how do I navigate that? Um, uh, feeling um, overwhelmed in the amount mm. of work. And mm -hmm. so how do I 
figure out how to be organized and um, make sense of my time. Mm -hmm. um, students are getting back their first tests and quizzes and papers, and mm -hmm. I didn't do as well as I thought, so now what? Mm -hmm. um, some students can think um, and have said, you know, maybe college isn't for me. And mm -hmm. so having to kind of work through both the feelings about that, but then, okay, well, what, what might be a next step? What's a plan to get you back on track? What are the resources we can connect you with? Mm -hmm. um, and we just also have students who just need to, to sit down and say, this is what, you know, this is the hard thing, the good thing. Um, and I just want to tell someone, right? Yeah. Or I need some accountability of like, I think I can do this, but can I just stop by and just let you know how things are going? Yeah. And so I think that's a lot of what they're hearing right now. Yeah. Um, students, you know, they're starting to get ready for midterms. And so, um, you know, the, the reading, the amount of reading they have to do is significantly more than they had to do in high school. The papers look are longer and more complex. Yeah. And so making that switch from what was maybe um, – you, you know, was expected in high school is really different. So that's first year students. And then we've got sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Yes, we do <laughs> this see year. <laughs> yeah. do. Um, and for those students, what we're seeing is, uh, you know, especially um, for sophomores in particular, but some we've seen this with a few seniors too, of um, the things that I did last year as a student didn't really work for me. And I'm making a recommitment to my kind of academic progress. And um, maybe this means I need to think about a different major. And I'm not sure how to, about, how to go about doing that. Yeah. Or all of my strategies didn't work <laughs> last year. So, like, what else can I try? Yeah. So it's a lot of that of, like, how do I basically stay accountable and keep making progress? And so a lot of times the coaches are just there to help draw out from the student both what works well for them, so what are their strengths, but then also offer different strategies that they found that other students use or that we know that, um, you know, study skills and those kinds of things that they just need to be kind of reminded of, hey, if that didn't work, let's try this instead. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a good reminder for families that all the all these things you're saying are all very normal. And right. we see them yeah. very commonly throughout the year and at different times. And just because your student may be in the midst of it doesn't mean they can't get out of it. And right. It's important for them to think yeah. through and hear, I think. Yeah. And I would say I think that's, you know, I was just talking to a group of first-year students, and that was one of the things that I was like, there's still plenty of time in the semester if yeah. you did not do as well as you thought. Like, there's there's always some runway. And part of what faculty want to see and what co success coaches can be helpful with is um, – is helping figure out like what do you need to get to the end of the semester, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. um, that there's always an opportunity to turn things around, yeah. and and kind of what one of the things we can do is help you figure out what your options are. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Okay, so speaking of upper class students, yeah. there have been a lot of changes <laughs> within the Success Center since you've yeah. taken over. All good things, to my in my opinion, but would love to hear from you about what those changes are, mm -hmm. your intention behind them, and what you're noticing now that they're in place. Sure. Um, so prior to this academic year, success coaches mainly focused on first-year students and sometimes upper-class students, but it was kind of hit or miss and, um, and 
uh, and what we found and what I found when I came was actually we, we were serving more sophomores, juniors, and seniors than we we kind of realized, I think, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and and so wanted to be really intentional about it, right? And so, um, and to be strategic with how we use the resources and recognize that students still needed us, mm-hmm. right? Um, so they still need a team of people. And yeah. so to be... Um, I still need a team. Right. <laughs> I know, right? We all do. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Right? Um, so, we, so we decided... Um, let's let's be thoughtful and mm-hmm. really intentional about that support and so um so we decided to move towards serving all students so that it would be intentional it would be um we would have clear kind of guidelines of how we would do that support informed by research and what um, other institutions have found helpful in serving you know sophomores juniors and seniors um, and so, so we made that that shift. And um, one of the pieces that has allowed us to do that. So, as you can imagine, we didn't grow our team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so like, that's you fair. More students, <laughs> sure. but the same number of people. Um, and so, one of the things that we do is I uh, um, use kind of what we call differentiated care. So. Mm-hmm. So very much like when you go to the doctor and if you have acute needs or a crisis, you go to the ER. But if you're just there because you um, have a boo-boo and, uh, or you just need a strep test, like, you know, that's a different level of care, right? Yeah. And so we're using some data. We're using feedback from students and from others about who needs a little bit extra care mm-hmm. than other students. And so um, our door is always open to all students. Mm-hmm. But we, some of the messaging that we send to students, some of the the um, the the way in which we do outreach is a little bit more um, proactive mm-hmm. um, from students that we know might need a little bit of extra support. So, for example, students who are on probation, right, yeah. or academic warning, mm-hmm. the things we're going to do with them look really different than a student who is regularly meeting with their faculty advisor, who has, um, a, you know they're on track for their, you know, academically, what they need from us looks different, mm-hmm. um, although both students might still seek our support out. And so um, so that allows us that differentiated level of care to be efficient with our outreach and support, um, while at the same time getting what students need to them as quickly as possible. Yeah, that's great. Can you talk about some of the ways you're receiving feedback from folks around campus and what that looks like when your team receives those? Sure. So um, so we have a system called EAB Navigate, and that allows faculty, staff to, to um, submit what's called an alert or a kudos mm-hmm. um, that says, hey, this student has a, and we focus on academic concerns. So if it's a social or emotional concern, that goes to our exact and care management team, but we focus on the academic things. So um, so through that system, it allows faculty to say, hey, I think this student probably could benefit from a tutor or they um, have been missing class. And so can someone check up on them yeah. or, um, you know, they're missing some assignments um, or, you know, the student might want to think about retaking this class in the future. Yeah. And so um, what that does is it flags um, for our team then to do outreach, um, to try and meet with the student, to problem solve of like, okay, let's make sure you get the, you know, signed up for tutoring if that's the case. Or, 
you know, let's think about, do you want to maybe drop this class now and think about it in, into the future? Um, mm -hmm. So we, so faculty and staff can do that at any time. And then twice during the semester, basically on either side of midterm grades, we do a very um, targeted, what's called a progress report. And so faculty then can also um, recognize students who are doing really good work. So exemplary engagement or they're seeing improvement along with students who are also maybe struggling in some way academically. And so based on those things, we're able then to reach out to the student. It's also helpful in those instances to be able to help with students understand where they stand academically. Yeah. So like yeah. to be able to say, hey, you're on track or you're not on track. Let's help you get back on track. Mm -hmm. Like these are the assignments. Let's, what's your plan for that? Right. So yeah. um, helping students to also, um, you know, get ready and to go and talk to an academic advisor about you know, maybe this isn't the major for me or I want to do something different. Yeah. So, And that's the main way you all are getting feedback because you don't have access to Canvas or things like that. You'll mm -hmm. have access, hopefully, when mm -hmm. faculty post their <laughs> midterm grades yeah. mm -hmm. and things like that. Absolutely. But you don't get regular weekly immediate updates like a student would get on their end. So yeah. it's helpful when you get that feedback because then you know who to outreach to and things. Right. Right? Yeah. 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 And sometimes it also means that we're connecting with others across campus to say, like, hey, you might know the student a little bit better than we do. Yeah. Can you also reach out and check in with them? Um, because we, you know, we know we don't know everybody, you know, as deeply as, you know, some other folks. So yes. being able to kind of say, hey, here's part, here's another person on your team who cares about how you're doing academically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And along those same lines, when you do get those notifications, mm -hmm. it's really helpful when students are coming into your office mm -hmm. and they're sharing things, yeah. can you talk to families about how to encourage students when they come and how to students mm -hmm. might prepare for a success coaching meeting when they get notifications or hear from their success coach and offer that opportunity? Yeah. Um, and just to really shed light on the best way for students to prepare to get the most out of their success coaching experience. Sure. So, um, so I think a couple different things. So, it, mm -hmm. so part of what we try and do is, you know, we're trying to thread the needle that students, we will sometimes know things about students that they don't know that we know about them. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, yeah, as a previous success coach, I remember students coming in my office like, no, everything's fine. Everything's great. And you're like, I know it's not. I know it's not. <laughs> um, and so, you know, one of the things that we, um, what I think we do well is trying to ask questions to get to that, like, yeah, right, without disclosing, you know, if, if you know, if parents have called and they have a concern, sometimes they're like, yes, absolutely, you should tell my student that you and I have talked. Yeah. Um, other times they're like, please, no, thank you, like, you know, or those kinds of things. So part of what we do, you know, if it's, it's as a result of one of those notifications, um, it's helpful for us to know, hey, your faculty member is recommending, you know, has a concern about a very specific thing. Let's talk about a plan, right? So thinking about not being afraid that that's like what we're meant to be doing with the student is figuring it out with them, that they don't have to do it alone, um, and that we will take the lead from them. Yeah. So, yeah. so they need to come in having being open to, yeah, maybe I'm not doing as well as I had hoped. Mm -hmm. um, they have to be willing to 
say, you know, this, what isn't working for them as well. And so, and to know that we're there, uh, we're on their team, we're on their side. We mm-hmm. want this to be a place that they can be successful. And so that's really where we're coming from when, even when we're asking those questions. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're trying to help, help them kind of think that through. I think, um, so that's, that's in, re, you know, a response to maybe some of those notifications that a student will receive. I think the other thing, so when it's um, maybe a more general, like I just, you know, I got an email from my success coach asking me to meet. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what I should talk about. Um, we get that, especially at the beginning, yes, I would say. Yes. So we try and, you know, the very first meeting with a student is really just to get to know them. Mm-hmm. Um, to get a sense of why are you in college? Mm-hmm. What is motivating you? Who are your people, right? Who's coming with you to college? Because we, we know that they don't leave behind the people back home, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and often parents are, you know, and family members can be really influential in the decisions that students make. So mm-hmm. we're trying to gauge how a student is feeling about that, mm-hmm. right? Because part of what the experience of college is is you're trying to navigate yourself in this new environment and what does it mean to be an adult um, and what does it mean my relationship with folks back home right and yeah. so um, so that's part of what we're asking and helping them to think about we also want to know what they are good at so that we can build on those strengths when they face challenging things um, we're trying to get a sense of um, what do they want to get involved in so if they're not having success in kind of finding those connections we can make some recommendations or help them kind of figure out a, you know, a way to, to get access to opportunities and those kinds of things. So mm-hmm. that's really at the beginning. And then at other points in the semester or along the way, it's really what do they, where are they facing challenges? Mm-hmm. Um, but also being able to celebrate the good things. So one of the, the joys of having now um, sophomores, juniors, and seniors is we've, we've had those students come back to us and say, gosh, you know, this is, look where I've grown. Like, yeah. I can't believe, you know, I'm here now and you got to, you were part of that at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And so for some of our students, that's, that's kind of been a, or for some of the coaches, that's been one of the great things is just seeing and hearing updates from students of like, yeah. this is where I am now and here's what I'm thinking or considering what do you think about that like they see them as another kind of trusted source Mm -hmm. of um of input and kind of those big decisions they're making yeah so ultimately the goal would be for you know students in their first year to feel comfortable enough to share Mm -hmm. those things so later on down the road their success coach really does know them well enough to say hey it sounds like this might be mm-hmm. happening again, or what if right. you thought about this? So Absolutely. it just deepens that relationship in my mind of like, I can actually mm-hmm. be a better support when I know you better. So Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's not unusual for a student to say, like, at the beginning, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to use this person. <laughs> yeah. But eventually they're like, oh, yeah, like they helped me figure this one thing out. And so now I go back to them because they at least – knew me right and they Mm -hmm. knew me then (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I think that um, that's also the benefit of having someone you know that you will continue to have that person um, into subsequent years yes Mm -hmm. yes okay so you were mentioning the people that students bring with them yeah that always includes parents and families whatever that looks like for a student 
Um, so I think I would be remiss if I didn't ask, how and what are the best ways for families and parents to engage with your office um, in a way that's supportive and helpful for students? The way I think about it is, um, in what we know, kind of, especially as students um, continue to have, you know, emerging from the pandemic, coming to college with, um, you know, more and more kind of mental health challenges, like mm -hmm. all of those things, you, you know, to let your children go to college um, is definitely scary. Yeah. And, and so yeah. um, I think one of the things we try to remember is, you know, they, you all have entrusted your student to our care. And mm -hmm. so, um, so part of what a lot of times we are trying to explain to parents is this is our, these are our services. This is how we work with your student. Mm -hmm. I would say the, you know, for parents to think about when you see your student struggling in a way that seems outside the norm. So we would expect that students would struggle in their first semester, mm -hmm. right? That we yeah. would have like, this is hard. College is hard. Yeah, They should, you know, it, it is stressful. I think when you see your student not being able to take care of themselves or um, they're isolating so much that they're not getting out and talking, they're not going to class, like those are the, the signs that something more is going on. Mm -hmm. um, so one path, if it's kind of those social emotional concerns is to kind of reach out to health and counseling and care management. Mm -hmm. But if it's academic in nature, that's when you're going to want to connect with the success coach and say, like, my student just is having a, a not great experience in this class, yeah. or they're struggling with being organized. How can they be helpful? And often what we need is for you to strongly encourage basically nag them to come and talk <laughs> yep, to us, yep. right? Yeah. Like, um, cause students ultimately are in the driver's seat, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and I think the, the parents, when I think, you know, and our team talks about the, really the ones that are the most helpful are students or not students, but parents who really allow the student to take the lead. Yeah. Right. So, um, one of the things that we, um, often are saying to parents are, you know, students, you can't do college for your student. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. part of that is helping them to understand, so, you know, helping them to figure out the questions that they want to bring to their success coach, right? Yeah. Or like, do you know who your success coach is? Do you know where you would find that information? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, being able to answer some of those things. Um, and, and it always helps if we get a little insight from families, but we often are not going to say that to the student mm -hmm. um, because unless the family really wants us to, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it, um, but I think, you know, we were just talking, one of the coaches uh, had a student who was a sophomore, rising sophomore, who had been a nursing major mm -hmm. and did fine in her classes, but was really unhappy in the nursing major. And so, um, you know, she and the, the student had conversation. She had connected with her career coach. And the coach said, well, what do your family, what does your family think about this? Mm -hmm. And she said, well, you know, I talked to my mom and dad, and 
when I told them I thought I wanted to be a theater major, they said, well, will that make you happy? And they said, yeah. What a great answer. <laughs> I love that so much. I hope I'm right? that mom one know, day when right? my child comes to right. me. Yeah. It is like something drastically different. Yes. That is a lot more unknown. Right? And it can be very scary for families who right. you know, right. You're have investing a of what um, they want their kids to do. Right. Yeah. And so, so for you know, those are the kinds of parents who said, you know, what what do you want? Like, you know, mm-hmm. ask their student, well, what will make you happy? What will, you know, how is this going to make your college experience that much better, right? Mm-hmm. And so to, to be able to say, like, I see this in this, my young person, yeah. that they can be successful in this and, and to allow them to make those decisions, um, I think can, is really helpful. Um and I think, you know, parents mean well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so being able to um, know that you're learning what this transition means, just like your student is. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So so there are going to be times where you're like, maybe I overstepped. And that's okay as yeah. a parent. Um, but allow your student to take the lead in, mm-hmm. in any way, um, I think is really, that's those are the, the parents that I think, you know, Shifting to see your student as a an, a, an adult and yeah. can be really important. And really hard as a parent. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> really hard. So I empathize with everybody yeah. who's listening who feels that way. It's hard. Yeah. But yeah. to your point, it helps your student flourish and become mm-hmm. who they are intended to be and want to be. You right. know, and that's what's most important yeah. for all of us here, even yeah. families. So. Yeah. Well, you know, when we see them, we're like, these are like these great 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds, yeah. right? Like, we see them as they are now. Like, yes. who you've raised them to be. And we're like, they're really great. Yeah, we're always impressed. Uh, right. Like, look at this amazing right. class that came right. in. Yeah. So trust that you, your student is, has what it takes, yes. right? Like, I think sometimes, especially I see this with first-year students, they lack that confidence because you don't have that confidence in them. Yes, yeah. So so that's one of those, like, letting them be in the driver's seat means, like, hey, I trust that you can do this. Yeah. And I'll be here when things go bad. Right. And I think that's important to remember, too, is it's not always going to be a success story, no matter <laughs> what the situation is. Right. We are human, and there right. are things that will go wrong, but that's okay because you sent them to Xavier, and they mm-hmm. have resources and support yeah. to get them back on track. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the biggest thing that anyone could take away from, yeah. hopefully, their experience here. Yeah. So. yeah. Okay. So I am a huge fan of normalizing experiences for families. Can you talk a little bit about some of the themes you see in your office throughout the year with all the students that come in? Sure. So, um, so first-year students, obviously the transition, homesick. This is way more complicated than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Right? That's the beginning. Um, and then... Any student, whether they're a fresh first-year student or a sophomore, junior, or senior, it's not unusual around the middle of the semester that you realize, this isn't going the way I thought it was this semester. Yeah. And yeah. so what am I going to do, mm-hmm. right? And so um, whether that's I'm not making connections or friends in this way, um, the friends that I had at the beginning of the semester are not who I thought that they were, or maybe I'm like less interested in whatever it is that they're doing. Um, Academics are hard, even in the sophomore year, you know, there's so much energy that starts, um, 
you know, the first year that it can also feel a little deflating when you come back and you don't have Manresa and like all of these ready-made yeah, opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so for sophomores, especially in the second year, it can be like, oh, the, you know, things are getting real. They're getting harder. I'm in more complicated classes. Um, and for juniors, you're starting to think about what's going, you know, what's going to happen in the future. So I've done these things for two years. Do I really want to finish the path that I'm on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not unusual in the in the fall semester that, that I'm having those experiences. I maybe am living off campus now and having to negotiate what does that mean for how I study and where I study and make mm-hmm. connections. Um, you know, life was a little easier when you, if you live on campus or you're a first-year student, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's a little maybe more prescribed. And so um, figuring out that, I think it's not unusual um, during the winter months, you know, the weather's stinky in Cincinnati. Yeah, <laughs> um, you don't want to go out. It's mm-hmm. more effort, it, you know. So being able to kind of push through those things are, mm-hmm. are really real. Yeah. You might have to be retaking a class that you had in the fall in order to stay on track for things. And so that can be, you know, um, working through the disappointment, you know, especially if you come home and everybody's like, you're going to be a doctor and maybe now you're not. Right. And so um, or, you know, I gave an example earlier about changing a major that like, Mm -hmm. you know, this you had this image of who you were going to be and maybe it's not that's not what you're going to end up doing here, right? And so that can both be freeing for some students, but it can also be managing disappointment and, um, you know, other folks' expectations about who you're supposed to be. So those are pretty typical things. And then um, typically in, you know, February, March, you can start seeing the end in sight. You're Mm -hmm. thinking about, okay, so I'm coming back next semester or next in the fall. What am I – how do I maximize my summer – between, am I going to focus on work? Am I going to focus on academics? Am I going to do both? How's that going to work? They have had freedom and independence. And what does it mean to be back with my family for months and not just a week or two? Like some students are like, oh, I can't wait. And other students are like, oh, what do I want to do? Right. And so um, even, you know, I think it's not unusual for students, um, you know, each subsequent year, sometimes homesickness can get harder because mm-hmm. you realize you're, you continue to kind of grow and develop maybe a little bit further away from your family and kind of, you know, who you were is not who you are now. And there can be feelings about that. And so um, it's not unusual that that, you know, you the closer you get to your the end of your college experience, realizing, okay, this is going to be the end. I have had a great experience. I'm going to be sad about leaving this experience behind. And so Mm -hmm. how do I, um, you know, take advantage of all of those things and soak them up? And, um, you know, so that can be one student's experience and or I can't wait to be done with this. And so how Mm -hmm. do I just get to the end? And so um, and you can have all of those experiences. Yeah. And (laughs) that's that's okay. It's totally (laughs) fine. You should not be surprised if that happens. So, and I think the more kind of family, you know, to your point, to say that's to be expected, right? And you're, you're going to be okay. And, um, don't be, you know, it's, 
don't be surprised if that if you feel all of that in like a week, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it goes away and then it comes right, back. Right, That's normal right. too. Yeah. And you can still be successful in the midst of all of that. Right? 100%. Yeah. So, like yeah. that's, you know, I think um that kind of churn and swirling if you can find the way to manage that cuz there's like personal pieces to it, there's academic or professional pieces to it. You're going to, you know, that's a skill that you're going to need to be able to navigate those kinds of feelings and um, questions. You're going to be working through all into the rest of your life, yes. right? Yes, And so um, to know who are your people in the storm of that can mm-hmm. be really important. So um, thinking about your family, friends, faculty, other people on campus, you know, who who's who do you go to when you just like, I just need to talk to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not expecting them to fix it for you, but you just need to be, you know, have someone who who cares about you as a person and and wants to listen and, and be there to say, Hey, you're gonna be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which a lot of what you've shared today is about communication and really being, you know, able to share how students are feeling in the moment and talking Mm -hmm. through, you know, this is what I'm struggling with, Mm -hmm. which doesn't come naturally to Mm -hmm. everybody. And it definitely isn't something that like you're taught at Mm -hmm. any point typically. And one of the big pieces of advice I shared Mm -hmm. during Musketeer premiere with families is to really have open, honest conversations Mm -hmm. and talk about like, what kind of parent and family engagement do I want to to have with my family at Xavier. So do I want my parents to be on my proxy access? Mm. Do I want them to be calling my success coach? And I think that's really hard, and that's Mm -hmm. maybe not a normal thing for families to sit down and do, but Mm -hmm. from my experience as a success coach, that's when students and families were most successful together. Mm -hmm. They had the conversation and decided, you know, like, hey, we are going to open the – communication in this way we're going to have weekly check-ins and we're going to talk Mm -hmm. through this or whatever that looks like but for your family but I feel like communication is a real really big key piece for families Mm -hmm. and for students when we talk about student success yeah absolutely yeah you're spot on about that Abby and I think um, knowing that a lot of times what parents need to do is just open the door to the you know you might have to keep the door open yeah (laughs) right like yeah don't just try once and be like, that didn't go quite the way. Um, because students need to, you know, that's part of their becoming independent is being able to, to we talk about being interdependent, which mm-hmm. means that you don't do things alone and that we recognize, you know, um, respecting your family enough and respecting yourself enough to, to have that conversation sometimes takes a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the other thing that I would say that we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, what's that? Is that um, so often students expect things to change the first time they try something new. Yes, that's such a good point. Yeah, it takes Um, time. It totally does. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, we all have these images of what the first, like, you know, what college is meant to look like. And it's like you think you're going to meet your the you know the people you're gonna person you're gonna marry or the friends you're gonna have for the next 25 50 years that might happen but it's really like it probably is not right like it's probably gonna take you a little bit of time to find people and you're gonna Mm -hmm. keep finding people right so um that you just will learn along the way and 
you know, the people that you have senior year might be the people you met at Manresa, but it might not. And it, mm-hmm. and that's normal and that's typical. And so, um, or you, you know, try a new way of studying. It didn't work the first time. That's okay. Keep trying. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that just having some of that persistence that the first time you try something doesn't mean, and it didn't go the way you expect doesn't mean you're not doing it right. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a good point. Resiliency is a hard mm-hmm. thing, and it it's a learned thing, and, yeah. or can be a learned thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about our work. Yeah. And how they coincide. <laughs> yep. So I'll tell you my perspective. Love Maybe it. you have a different perspective. Sure. So we'll talk about that. Um, so you heard me talk a little bit about, you know, support and calling me when you need support and figuring out what the right resources might be for your students. Mm-hmm. So my work is very similar to what a success coach does in the sense that, like, let's talk about it. The more you can share with me, the more I can understand the situation and we mm-hmm. can figure out what are the right resources. Because as I've mentioned in the past, I am a, as a previous success coach, have mm-hmm. worked with a lot of people around campus. Yeah. Served on Exact for a while, mm-hmm. worked within Melissa's office before her time. I didn't, <laughs> you know. But yeah, so I think that our work is really cohesive and we work really well together. Mm-hmm. I think our weekly meetings are really mm-hmm. helpful. Um, but ultimately, the way that we work together is when you call me and we mm-hmm. talk about your student, we determine, you know, what are those resources that might be helpful for your student? And then if it is success coaching, Um, Then I reach out to Melissa or or Dr. Burwell or any part of her team um, that may be the best resource as the success coach or whatever that looks like. And then um, we kind of take it from there. But Mm -hmm. I lean on Dr. Burwell's team to take the lead because they know the students. And I'm here more of as a support of like, hey, this might be helpful information for your team to know um, in any similar way that a parent or family Mm -hmm. would reach out of, hey, here's some information that might help you. Yeah, and I think that it's really valuable to our, you know, to my team and to me, Abby, to be able to say, hey, we can work with the student and kind of be that person for the student, and Abby can play that role. And so really taking a team approach, you know, we just had a recent situation where, um, you know, parent needing to connect to the right people on campus, Mm -hmm. it it meant that uh, the coach was able to focus on the student and then allow you to be that person for the parent mm-hmm. and connect them to the right resource, right? Yeah. So um, that allows us to take our expertise and really deploy that and be efficient and be timely. Um, and, you know, to your point, uh, as you are hearing things from parents, it can also inform what we're doing with students and some yeah. of the messaging. Um, so it goes both ways, and I think that's to have your role is really important mm-hmm. to be that link. And um, and then, you know, we want parents and families to feel taken care of just as we take care of our students. Absolutely. And the value add is just huge because mm-hmm. obviously these are the people who know their student best. So for us to hear directly from them is always so helpful. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Melissa's team is not the answer. You right. know, sometimes Absolutely. there are other folks that we need to go to around campus to get mm-hmm. involved. Sometimes it's a group of us that need yeah. to get together to support Absolutely. your students. And that's what we're all here for and why we do what we do. So um, before I go into my last question, mm-hmm. are there any other things that you were hoping for us to talk about that I didn't ask? I don't know. What do you, what's your last question, Abby? What are you most excited about that's happening within the Student Success Center, and what do you have up your sleeve? What's coming? 
what's coming? Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's <laughs> so a much pressure on question. you. I know. <laughs> you can answer whatever part of that you feel comfortable answering. Sure. Um, that's great. So one of the things we haven't talked about yet, which people might be curious about, because yeah. we haven't talked about the data. The data. Oh, my gosh. That would be really helpful. Yeah, okay. let's talk about the data. So um, so folks sometimes, when they say the dean of retention, it sounds very serious. And She's like, so fancy. <laughs> very fancy. And I'm not fancy. Um, but what is what is the retention rate, right? Yeah. So, yeah, great um, point. So for our, um, the last year, so our fall 22 cohort, it was 83%. Okay. Which is about what it was the year before. And still above the national average. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, which obviously we have a little work to do because um, we would like as m- many more students to yeah. be able to um, come back for their second year. And so I think that's really part of what um, the Student Success Center, um, so not only the coaching is part of it, but our academic support is part of that and GOA. And so mm-hmm. all looking about how does what we do intersect with other first-year experience programs like Manresa, um, our first year seminar. So really, how do those all align? So that's one of the big things. Musketeer premiere. Musketeer premiere. This year. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so that's one of the things that we're, I think, working, looking at, you know, we kind of have our house in order Mm -hmm. and know what we're doing and kind of really clear about that. And so now how are we being really thoughtful about how we integrate with other areas of campus? Um, I think is really kind of this coming year um, part of what our work is going to be and will continue to be. Um, I think we're also looking at some additional um, academic interventions for students who um, struggle after the first semester and have some ideas and are working with some other folks across campus to um, to suggest and recommend a few things. So stay tuned for that. That would be specific to first year students as well um, that we're going to see um, see what happens but those are the big things Um, and then I think just you know continuing to think about um, what does that support in the junior senior year look like you know Mm -hmm. we have students who get really really close to graduation and struggle for financial reasons for family reasons to be able to to complete their degree so Mm -hmm. um, how can we be helpful in making sure the institution and what we're doing um, at Xavier can make sure that they actually get across the finish line. And so that's the next piece of, you know, I think um, figuring that out is making sure that students, all of their time, you know, does result in a degree. Yeah. So really talking about retention and graduation rates and how we get those Yep. students to the end to yeah. your point yeah yeah because yeah. that's our goal that's why we yeah. exist that's exactly. why we're here right yeah. Yeah. yeah and we know that they can do it yes absolutely absolutely melissa i think that's it for today thank you so much for joining us thanks abby yeah and thank you to all of you listening um if you have questions or if you'd like us to cover any other topics in the future please feel free to reach out to me at families at Xavier.edu, and until next time, I'm Abby Hopperton, and this has been the Extended Family Podcast.